0: we've got the paranormal pd back this week it's a good week back at it again we're back at it again you guys thought we were down and out on the last one you were wrong we are not we're back stronger than ever we're kind of like what's that thing that gets a head cut off and two more grow that cryptid type deal dude stop spoiling our ideas i'm sorry i'm sorry we're not gonna talk about that okay yeah so social medias we always got to bring up the socials
1: what do we got yeah. We got Instagram. Paranormal underscore PD. That's the only thing people use these days. So follow it's us It's pretty there. good,
0: actually. It's doing well.
1: Appreciate you guys.
0: Twitter, I guess a lot of people <laughs> deleted it. So lot you lot know what? Did. If you still have it and you use it, it's please follow us. It's Paranormal PD. Just straight up the Paranormal PD. But
1: if you don't have Twitter, um, please DM us on Instagram
0: explaining why you don't have
1: Twitter, please. Yes. Uh, we have an email account. It's the Paranormal the-
0: Police Department at gmail.com. Sorry. I like to do that Yep. Part. That is our email. That's we're kind still of my
1: thing. we're still asking for stories. We're still doing a giveaway. We're still answering you in a raffle, which we are still waiting for more stories. So it's kind not of. I've actually people. got
0: the Excel spreadsheet with some <laughs> uh, stories on there, and we got like what five,
1: six stories now. Six stories. Six stories. Four soaps. Good yep. ratio. Good odds. Yeah. I I think you know, if you're number seven, you might also have good odds. Then yeah.
0: No, it, it's, better, it's over 50% chance you're going to win a soap. It's okay. Quantum Soap Co., guys. It's all yeah. natural soaps. I'm not um, selling them because we're not sponsored, but they're pretty good yeah. soaps. I might have used one or two. But we, you know what we will do? We will give a shout out to our editor. We, we haven't will.
1: talked about him enough. He does a lot of good work for us. He's not just an editor. He's also a producer. Yes. He uh, has an Instagram if you would like to check him out. It's The Sounds by Vlad. Is that right? Sounds by Vlad. Sounds by Vlad. You there we go. You could skip
0: the. Just type in Sounds by yeah. Vlad. We'll uh, post him up in the in the thing right here, so you can check out some of his work. He's a musician as well. Also, if you're thinking about starting some sort of podcast or creative endeavor, you could use him as a consultant. Obviously, he's doing this. You might yeah. even be able to use him, but you're not going to steal him from us. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't even think him. about that.
1: And I would like to give another shout out to a fan who has sent me a lot of emails with a lot of feedback. A lot. Mr. Tim Tannery?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: We appreciate your emails, sir.
0: He's probably our biggest fan. We have I don't some want big to fans. Anyone. I, can't lie. I don't want to offend anyone, but he has been here since day He's one. He's emailed
1: me the most, and I respond to them, and we have nice little chats, okay? Yes. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to talk, give him a little shout out, because it's some, well deserved. Some other people email me. It's, you know, it's okay.
0: But they might say one or two things. We have a great case today we do we do it was one that i don't think a lot of people know about no and we like to cover that as you guys can tell um we're real big into we're bringing the stuff that is unknown to the known yes and not just that we're not we're not covering the easy ones okay we're not taking the fastball down the center that's 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 too easy that's minor league stuff we're we're going for the curveballs all right we're going for the knuckleballs. We're going for the sliders. We are doing the more difficult cases that are controversial, if you will. Controversial. And we may or may not have been contacted by some government alphabetical agencies, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. CIA. They got a lot of DIA letters. type deals. So a lot of letters. This one, this one might. This one's this putting one us might on put some us watch lists. <laughs> yeah, I think it might. I think we got to be careful. Do you want me to say it? Do you want to say it? Why don't we just start with a story? Well, we, okay, we'll start with a story and then I'll give a little background as to where this is at. April 21st, 1977.
1: In the small, I guess I'll say where it is because it's part of my story. Okay. In the small town of Dover. And we're not talking Dover, England, like I originally thought, but Dover, Boston. Or Massachusetts well, Massachusetts outside of Boston. I was gonna say Boston's okay.
0: another city.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, the town of Dover was kind of a small town, pretty
0: quiet. You want to know how small or do you how want small to know it? was it? At that time, it had a population of around four thousand five hundred people. Pretty small town. It's a little bit bigger now. Six thousand three hundred.
1: Quiet was thrown into the limelight. <laughs> quite aggressively you could say that and it became very popular that's fair it all started when a young 17 year old man named William Bartlett and his two friends who are kind of unrelated because they didn't see anything but their names are Mike Mazzacco and Andy Brody
0: okay I will you know I'm glad that you messed up That uh, first pronunciation, because I don't think there's anything else to mess up in this. So I'm I'm glad that we're doing it now.
1: We have to get it out the way. Yeah. So they, like I said, they were kind of irrelevant because they didn't really, they're just driving. But Mr. William, Big Bill. I like that. Big Bill. He had an interesting sighting. Does anyone call him Bill or is that just you? That's just my nickname I came up from right now. Got it. So they're driving along a road. Called Farm Street It's just past 10pm And you know Bartlett's doing his thing Looking out the window of the car And he sees a
0: creature Standing on like a stone wall On the side of the road Hey this sounds eerily similar To the most Diabolical cryptid we've covered yet Which is the Loveland Frogman Well maybe this is you have to wait And see
1: Okay. On the wall he sees a creature standing he looks. He goes, is it a cat? Is it a dog? No. Was it Superman? He said, it's what he did say is it looked. It Well, let me describe it because he didn't say anything because he didn't know what the <laughs> fuck it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a problem probably.
1: Yeah, he couldn't name it in my little, my little trifecta there. Okay. <laughs> he said its eyes were glowing. It did not have a tail. It had an egg-shaped head. Okay. Its body was thin. It had long, spindly arms and spindly? legs. Spindly?
0: Spindly.
1: Spindly arms and legs. Okay. And the
0: fingers resembled tendrils as they grasped the broken wall. I would shoot that thing. I know I've said that. I don't think... Um. I think you have a shooting people, problem. People... Okay, no. Look... When we're talking about things like this, I don't know what that is. Have you seen one before? Yeah. Would you shoot? Let me think. Say you had a gun, right? And you saw, I don't know, a goose right there. Would you shoot at a goose? No. See, that's where you're you're messing up because the goose is an apex predator. We know that. So you would shoot at it. This thing looks like an apex predator. I'd have to shoot at it. Okay. Maybe. Go Go ahead. ahead.
1: So this long, spindly, armed and legged creature began to traverse the top of the stone wall. Big Bill saw it, turned around to try and get a better look at it, get a better angle while they were driving. Okay. And it was gone. That's not good, because now you don't know where it's at. And then he heard a noise on the top of his roof of the car.
0: Are you serious?
1: Nah, but that would have been cool. Oh, okay. I
0: was like, I don't remember that. That's the
1: end of Big Bill's sighting. <laughs> the first sighting of the Dover Demon. The Dover Demon. The Dover Also known as the Devil. Dover Devil.
0: Right. The, yeah. Yeah. So. The creature of Dover. Just to give a little background on the area. I always like to do this. Yeah. Um, like we already said, this is in Dover, Massachusetts. It's west of Boston near the Charles River. There's a couple little like watery ponds like areas over here, which might not seem important yet, but it will be. Ponds are always important. Yeah. We already talked about the population at the time. Um, then was 4,500. So it's, 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 is a small town for sure. Yeah. Um. The interesting thing about this case is that's the first like official sighting that's talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's three total sightings that span between April 21st and 22nd in 1977. Um. One thing I do want to start with is, the reason why we even know about this case is an investigator by the name Lauren Coleman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Reason being, these kids really didn't talk, and I guess that's a bit of a spoiler, but they really didn't talk about what they saw. Um, they didn't go to the press. They didn't go to the police, which to me, that always makes it more credible, more believable, right? This doesn't make it seem like it's like some sort of like publicity stunt. I don't know. Yeah, Are you scared. on the same page?
1: I I think it, it it does and it there's parts of it that it doesn't as well though but you know they're in their seventeen year old kid he's mm-hmm. scared he's like I don't know what the hell is I don't want to sound like a crazy lunatic yeah exactly I'm gonna just you know what mind my own business and uh, maybe like tell my friends like hey yeah I don't know what I just saw but this is what it is and then they talk about it and eventually it gets
0: out to like a well, Bartlett himself Something. actually stated, I believe in an interview years later that he wishes he was making this up. Like he's embarrassed about he's, it, I guess. so
1: so he's done a lot of interviews since. He's pretty he's, open about it. He's in his 50s now and he still talks about it. He, his story has never changed. He is actually an artist, which is funny because at the time he drew a little picture of what he saw. He did, which There's is a very if famous you sketch. Google Dover Demon it is, and you hit on images, it's pretty much the first image you'll see, and we will post the picture of his drawing, but it is super weird.
0: It's weird. I mean, it's not the most absolute creepy looking drawing, no. but I would say, you know, you see what he drew in real life. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, he oh, he's
1: now an artist, a f- professional artist. So he's he's a pretty good drawer. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think it's possible. So I don't know. The drawing is pretty, you know, pretty self-explanatory as to what I said. It's not, you know, it's like a it's long, spindly creature with like long fingers and a big egg-shaped head. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's it's that's it's pretty. Re- accurate. And then the eye, the the eyes, but there's no mouth on the picture. There's no other d- like. Yeah, they they really didn't see one. No, they didn't. So it's kind of like there's not much to describe about it other than what we already said. It's kind yeah. of featureless. It's a featureless creature, and, and that's we'll the go, way it
0: it is described. And we'll, as being we'll go into something
1: yeah. later on about that. Like,
0: yeah, we'll get to that. What it is, but yeah, before before I go into the other two like main sightings connected to this case, I want to give a little bit of background to the person who more or less broke the story. Uh, like I said, Lauren Coleman, just to kind of give, I guess, some credibility. We like to do this. Um, yeah. He was Ameri- He is an American cryptozoologist. He's written over 40 books on a bunch of different kinds of topics, um, subculture, pseudoscience, and cryptozoology being his main topics. Yeah. He does have a master's degree in psychiatric social work, uh, studied anthropology and zoology at the Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. And he did his psychiatric social work at the Simmons College for um, School of Social Work in Boston. So this is somebody that, at least, is educated, not yeah. just some random whack job in the forest. That's like, oh, you know, yeah, I, you know, I believe in aliens and all this too. Because let's be honest, that tends to take away, in my opinion, from some of these cases. Yeah, So I, I agree. Um, I'll get to kind of how this team was assembled. But he brought in three other investigators, Joseph Nyman, Ed Fogg, Walter Webb. We'll talk about some of the stuff that they're connected to in a bit. But all we kind of need to know right now is that they're well-known um, UFO researchers in eastern Massachusetts. The this reason is- why he brought them in actually didn't necessarily have anything to do with them thinking that this had anything to do with UFOs or aliens at the time. I, was saying, I think you're getting ahead of yourself. No, I'm yeah, not. Okay. This, this all ties in. Okay, thank you. How dare you? You're getting ahead of your, you're getting ahead of me. But uh, they didn't really think that this was like UFO related at the time, but he did know these people and he knew that they were good um, interviewers and they were professional with what they did. So he wanted to bring them on to help him kind of get the beginnings of this case started. So I'm going to go into the second sighting, which chronologically speaking occurred two hours later, occurred two hours later, same day, same day. So, Obviously, the Bartlett sighting was around ten thirty. Yep ten ten thirty. So I guess it was the next day. Yeah, the Baxter sighting was two hours later. Okay, so, so around midnight ish, um, John Baxter, fifteen at the time, walking. He's walking back from his girlfriend Kathy Cronin's house. We will call him Backstreet Boys. Yes, I say Cronin's. It's actually Cronin's. Kathy Cronin's. Okay. okay. Some versions of this uh, sighting do say that a friend who is Pete Mitchell. Thirteen at the time was there with him during the sighting. Mm. I only found that on one on one version. All the other versions have him by himself. So I want to throw that disclaimer out there. Okay, he was coming from the south end of Miller Hill Road, which, if you look at a map, runs north to south and ends at Farm Street, which cool. is where the first the Bartlett sighting wow. was on. Right um, when he's walking down this road, that, that's where Kathy lived. He sees a figure approaching him. So basically walking south on Miller Hill road.
1: It's obviously dark.
0: Yeah. From farm street, that area. Yes. Mm. So it's dark. It's around midnight. It's kind of like a overcast night and he couldn't tell who it was, but for whatever reason, he had a friend that lives in that area. MG Bouchard. And he figured, you know what? It's it's probably this guy. You know, it's my friend. I, I know what yeah. he's doing around at these kinds of, when I lived times in a of nights. When
1: I lived in a town of around 4,000 people at midnight, I would always assume that it was my friend walking to me in the middle of the night. Did you actually? No. Did you that ever is live ridiculous. in a town of
0: 4,000 people? Yes. Stop lying, bro. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you really did live in a small town, right? Yes. Okay, okay. So the point is he thought it was his friend. He calls out to his friend by name multiple times. What do you think happens?
1: He received a communication telepathically.
0: Close. Oh, he got no reply at all. Oh. <laughs> some would say that's um, more paranormal. So uh, he sees he sees the thing. He he looks like some sort of humanoid type thing. He attempts to walk closer to it. Oh whatever it was dips out on him straight up Quite timid. Yep. Took off down a goalie on the left side of the road, which when you pull up the map, there is a pond right there. So it doesn't have a name. It's probably just a small pond in the area, but you can pull up a map and pull up farm street and, um, Miller Hill road. And you see that there is indeed a pond right there. Yeah. Um, he sees it going to the goalie and then come up the opposite side off the embankment. Kind of weird. That is a little weird. So he also thought it was weird. He chased it. And I like this guy. I know he got about 30 feet away from it and saw the silhouette of what looked like a monkey like creature Ooh. standing on a rock. Like I said, about 30 feet away. Okay. Very similar to a monkey, except for it's dark. And this is his description. Figure eight shaped head. It's eyes. Um, they had two, and then it had lighter spots in the middle of its head. Just looking right at him. Mm. Okay he starts to feel a little uneasy because he has never seen something like this before. Yeah. What, what what would be your thoughts? Number one, would you give chase on something like this? You know what?
1: I think if I was a 14 year old boy, I probably wouldn't have, but now see if I was in, if I was in this situation, I would definitely give chase to it because you know what? My first thing is, this is an episode for the
0: podcast. <laughs> I got to chase it. Even if it meant, you know, possible death, it could potentially be worth it. I think so. For, you know, rock solid evidence on a paranormal case. Yeah. I think, you know, that's,
1: you know, it's our due diligence to do that as paranormal yeah. investigators. That if, if you know, if I see a UFO, I think, you know, I need to drive towards
0: it. Sure. Now, let me bring up the problem with that, right? No one's going to believe your ass. You're already the paranormal guy. That's true. So that's always the issue with these things. <laughs> that is true. Because I wouldn't believe you. I think you're a liar. It's the CIA just trying to discredit us. True. True. So that's kind of the end of that sighting. Basically, Baxter takes off. He walks fast up the, yeah. to the intersection on Farm Street, hitches a ride, and goes home. Man, the
1: seventies were different.
0: I know <laughs> <laughs> you could do that now. You could never do that. So, yeah, um, that's the second, that's the second sighting chronologically. So the third um, takes place the next day, but here's the interesting part, right? Yeah. Bartlett was good friends with a gentleman named Will Tainter. Mm-hmm. Will Tainter, 18 years old, I believe was Bartlett, 17. Bartlett was 17. So similar ages, I guess they'd known each other for a long time. Very close friends. And that morning he had told Will about what he saw. Mm. Will didn't think much of it, just thought, you know, whatever. This guy's crazy. But, yeah. you know, it's like if you were to tell me that you saw a UFO and drove towards it, I just, okay, yeah, sure. Bet you did. I have told you things, and you
1: actually believe me like that when I tell you like stuff like that.
0: Right. Did I say something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, wow, okay. No. Is that what I said? No. Because <laughs> that should tell you something. Um so, you know, Will Tainter kind of has an idea of what had happened, but he's he's driving with his, well, girlfriend at the time, Abby Brabham, who's fifteen. The seventies really were different. Yeah, I guess. I don't think that'd be allowed now. But they're driving home and they encounter, you know, this creature again. Were they driving for the purpose of looking for this creature? No, 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 no. They were driving home. He was I believe he was dropping Abby off at home. I don't, know. I don't like this. This is a little fishy to me. So they're driving. They pass Springdale Avenue. Okay. okay. Abby spots something in the headlights on the left side of the road. Okay. It was a creature who kind of looked like it was crouched. Okay. And maybe it had like four limbs of some sort, and it was facing the car. Oh. Sounds like the frog man if you ask me, but. That's what I was thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though its body was thin and kind of monkey-like with a large head that was kind of oblong, like oblong, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like elongated with no nose, ears, or mouth. So kind of what you said, yeah. featureless. Featureless. Um, It was hairless. Its skin was tanner, beige in color. Mm. And the area around the eyes was lighter and they were glowing green. Oh. So Abby basically insisted during her interview that the eyes were green not orange which is what bartlett said that he saw so you get a little bit of i guess um conflicting statements there but i don't know if that's a good or bad thing right if it was fake and they were trying to hoax people why not make it sound as similar as possible but let's get back to the story right um will Tainter only saw the the thing whatever it was very quickly momentarily okay All he really saw is that it had a large head and a town body. Didn't really know what it was. Definitely knew it wasn't a dog. That he was certain of. But it was just knew it wasn't a frog. mast. No, he 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 didn't say that. Okay. I think that might be still something that it could have been. Okay, still out there. Okay. Yeah. So Abby tells Will to speed up so they can get away, which is fair. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing about this is, during the interviews after, Will talks about the fact that he honestly didn't even remember Bartlett talking about that sighting initially that from the day before he Mm -hmm. didn't remember the sighting when the cell went down. So at the time he didn't really think much of it when Abby saw it. But then as he starts to ask her more questions and he's like, he's phrasing things that are kind of misleading about how the creature looked Yeah, and she stuck with her story. Oh, the, he, the description. So he's trying to throw her off He's trying to throw her off because he knows What his friend saw earlier that day oh. And he's you know He's trying to fact check her throw her oh. off a little bit yeah, 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 And allegedly she's still Sticking to her story won't change it
1: Damn. Do you have
0: any Thoughts on that or
1: I like that I always like when we see People stick with their stick with their guns yeah. Stick with their stories it makes it more Believable when they're instead of you know them changing It like oh I didn't see that or Yeah blah
0: blah blah, blah. no it's good I agree. It's good. So there's one like I don't know how else to phrase it other than like remarkable coincidence Ooh. that kind of occurs with all this, right? Yeah. After they take the time frames and the dates and times and exactly where whatever this thing was seen, mm-hmm. it forms a straight line, even though the sightings all occurred within two miles.
1: Yeah. Kind of weird it is it's almost like
0: as it was uh it
1: was traveling.
0: Yeah. So, I kind of want to rope this all back in because I've talked about the fact that there was interviews that obviously occurred. Yeah. I brought up the four investigators that were a part of this case that kind of broke it. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um I want to leave this till after I, I talk about the sightings just so you can kind of get an idea of the background of the people that are doing these interviews and what they think. So, on April 28th, Lauren Coleman. This is this is how we found out about it. Uh, he lived in a neighboring city of Needham, and he just happens to visit the Dover County, on um, the Dover Country Store, and a store employee by the name of Melody Fryer tells him about Barlett's sighting and sketch. Because if yeah. you recall, he had a sketch. Oh yeah, related to this, right? Um, she promises to get him a copy, and two days later he comes back. She's got two drawings interesting right the two drawings that are signed dated they might be and all of that good stuff and if you recall i believe bartlett wrote on one of the um sketches that he drew i swear on two or on a stack of bibles that this is what i saw that night and he's pulling up the thing right now uh he
1: wrote as seen by john baxter on the morning of friday no that's john baxter yeah, can I do this one first? Because okay. the other one's quite hard to read. Okay, okay. <laughs> As seen by John Baxter on the morning of Friday, April 22nd at 1230 a.m. Yes. Now, the other one, it says. "Uh, No, that's. Hold on. This is really hard to read.
0: Yeah, some of them are. All three. So, Abby, Bartlett, and um, Baxter, all drew sketches of what they saw. And they are iterally similar. This one is Abby's one. It
1: says skin... This is really hard to read. Give me a second. Skin textured of chalk. Skin colored. The... I can't really read that. It's like faded away. The size of monkey eyes glowing Yeah, they they talk about that.
0: Yeah. They keep bringing up monkeys. And I will say, when you guys look at the Instagram and you see the sketches, and... Well, I'll get to that. When you see the sketches, you'll you'll see the resemblance in a monkey, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. You will. Yeah, they're hard to
1: read, but they all they all signed them, they all dated them. Yeah. They all put, you know,
0: they did their little the little, you know, their mark on it. Yeah. So, obviously, 2 days after April 28th, April 30th is when uh he gets the pictures. The very next day, Coleman decides to interview Bartlett. He's like, "This is a weird case. I want to see what's going on." Then May third is when he questions and interviews Baxter and Abby, and on the fifth he talks to Will Tainter. He gets all their stories, compiles them, and he's starting to think to himself, huh, "This is kind of weird because they're all separate, mm-hmm. right?" Yeah, Will knows knows um Big Bart, Bill, well, yeah, Big Bill. But other than that, I mean, there doesn't seem to be any other obvious connections. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have like any connection to Baxter. No. No,
1: not at Seems all. So independent,
0: which I like because you know what? His story in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. The only age group that I guess kind of checks out would be like Baxter and Abby. Yeah. They're both in that same age group, but yeah, I don't know. Sounds don't like she's hanging out with 18 year
1: olds though. So <laughs> possibly, I don't think 14 year old, uh,
0: Mr. Baxter is going to be hanging out with her. No, maybe not. So I'll, I'll go into this next part. I had mentioned that there were three other investigators besides um, Lauren, right? Yep. So two weeks later is when Coleman decides to ask Walter Webb, who's from the Aerial um, Phenomena Research Organization, Joseph Nyman of the Mutual UFO Network, also known as MUFON, which still operates today. MUFON is. Yep. And Ed Fogg. Oh, sorry. I accidentally moved my notes right there. (laughs) And Ed Fogg is from the New England UFO Study Group. Asks them to join the investigation because he's like, this is weird. Like I said, he didn't necessarily think that this was UFO related initially, but the resemblance of a humanoid alien creature is definitely there in the sketches. And I think that that's not a, I don't think that's a hard like a uh, stretch. Let me, let me interrupt you really fast. Right.
1: Okay. Please. I actually, insist. this has a lot of resemblance to the Flatwoods monster case. In terms of like the like kind of the behavior, not the behavior, but like the incident, okay, you have a cryptid slash possible alien sighting, yeah, 100%. Where it's only for a few days and it hasn't been seen again, yeah, pretty much. And you know, the cryptid monster showed up, it was seen like by a few people, never seen again. This showed up, seen by a few people. Never be seen again. And that's why I like how he's like, you know what? Maybe
0: this isn't a cryptid. Maybe this is a little alien. And I think that's what kind of, you know, piqued his interest. Obviously, he brought in specifically UFO guys. Yeah. He's not a UFO guy himself. I think he realized that this isn't his area of expertise. And he's like, you know what? I want want professionals here. Possibly. I also like the fact that those are the people that are, you know, conducting the interviews and all that. Oh, yeah. So... Um, I just want to bring up a little bit of the outcome of, of their investigation and kind of what they found. Um, what did they find? Well, basically, all four of them unanimous, unanimously agreed that it could potentially be a hoax. They're not going to say that it's not because they're professionals and they're not Fair trying enough. to necessarily find it safe. Yeah. They're not trying to prove that something paranormal is going on mm-hmm. or something, you know, UFO or cryptid related is going on. They're just trying to figure out what is going on. They um, couldn't
1: confirm it. But, but they couldn't
0: v- deny it. But their opinion was that it's not a hoax. Ooh. So through their extensive research and interviews, nothing was found that made them doubt any of the sightings. They all believed that they were potentially real. Um, they also stated that none of the subjects admitted to drinking or doing any sort of drugs at the time of their That'd sightings. Be very irresponsible for fourteen-year-olds, it would be, but it was also the seventies, as we mentioned before. So. <laughs> Maybe there's a little more involved. I don't know. Um, Like I already mentioned, I think it's worth mentioning that they didn't try and go to the news or police about this. Yeah. Which honestly lends more to the doubt of this being a hoax or publicity stunt, in my opinion. It just does. I agree. Um, Bartlett, Baxter, and Brabham or Abby. Like I said, all sketched out what they have that night. And I will put up those pictures for you guys to see all three of them. I think Bartlett had the best one. Yeah, he's a professional artist now. Well, now he is. I hope, I mean,
1: come on. When you got talent, you got talent. Yeah. Started young. <laughs> okay?
0: So, I hope the professional artist has the best drawing. Yeah. So, that's that's about that's about it for the outcome of the investigation and kind of what they found. Yeah. I know we've kind of already interjected our thoughts. I'll let's start with the most obvious one. Well, are you ready for that part? I'm ready. You don't want to wrap it all up or we're good for that part? Yeah. Because I've got quite a bit Yeah. on that. Okay. Let's start with the obvious one then.
1: Go ahead. Is it an alien slash, you know, the grays, the gray, a gray alien. alien. Great.
0: Spe- so obviously people talk about the fact that there could potentially be, and I don't want to get behind this and say this is fact or not, but they yeah. talk about the idea of different alien races. Yeah. And this sighting ties in very, very closely to alien grays, like the grays as a race of aliens.
1: Yeah. And they're, when you think of aliens or when you see alien movies, it's your, you know, your stereotypical alien. Oh, yeah. Very thin, big head, eyes, small long body. fingers, small body. Creepy as hell. Gray aliens it's yeah. the most one of the most common sightings of aliens obviously we refer to them as greys because yeah. you know that's just what they are but when you have a ufo sightings and different encounters of the you know the different kinds a lot of the stories keep coming up with greys so that's when we say greys this is what we're talking about is you are 100 right these type of aliens that people keep seeing mm-hmm. so i mean it's the obvious one because you know they're lighter like colored where it's like pay like chalky, beige, maybe grey, but it's at Mm -hmm. night so they can't really tell. Yeah, and they talked about the possibility of a tan color. Yeah. You know,
0: like a light orange possibly. But
1: body is similar. You know, they're very spindly, smaller, thin, like long fingers. The head is very elongated, figure eight, with though features with big eyes. It it fits the profile of a grey. But what I have to say is They've described them going on all fours, which n- I've never heard
0: of that before for a gray.
1: I was going to say that I don't think any gray sighting or encounters ever described them as crawling
0: on all fours. Yeah, it, not really, and not really acting in the way that it was behaving. Yeah, exactly. So it's, here's it's kind a question: of had mon- monkey type. Here's a
1: question for you then: Could this be a baby gray?
0: So, I've seen that thrown around. Could this be... I'm not at liberty to say because I don't know what a baby gray would look like. This is my I don't theory that, that I'm coming up an with right now. Oh, God, I hate these. Have you seen
1: the movie <laughs> Home Alone? Yes, I have. Now, this is what I'm thinking. The grays came to Earth. They had a little vacation. They were like, this Dover place looks quite nice. Okay. and then they had why the, is it nice though they like, had the little vacation because it's very spooky and okay. aliens like that. it is it is quite spooky I'll I'll get the behind aliens are the there they had a little vacation they left and they go we left our kid and the kids over here <laughs> crawling around the roads and that's why they see him for a few days because then you know what the parents made it back they found him they picked him up and they were off okay we hey,
0: I'm not inclined to say that's impossible you can't disprove that theory. Well, I don't think we can go with with that line of <laughs> thinking because I think you could probably disprove a lot of things. But, hey, I, I don't hate it. I like it. I think that adds a unique twist to it because, yeah, I mean, it looks just like a gray, but it doesn't yeah. really behave like one. But who knows what a baby gray behaves like? That is true. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I uh, I made a couple of references to baseball, you know, just talking about how we like to approach our investigations and let's just say I'm about to come out of left field with this next uh, thing that it could potentially be. Okay. And this is some shit that you would say, so I don't even want to hear it. Okay. So are you gonna mispronounce it? That'll be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no. So have you ever even considered the fact that it could be a baby moose? Yes, I have. Because <laughs> I allow me to show you a picture of a baby moose. And this is so I'll, I'll be honest. Baby moose are something that don't look like baby moose. No, they really don't. It actually kind of looks like a donkey.
1: <laughs> 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 he just showed me. I, I found the I found the the drawing <laughs> the that Bartlett sketch. the Bartlett sketch and what someone did. I was gonna I was saving this because I was gonna talk about this as well.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: is they basically got someone got on like microsoft paint and drew (laughs) antlers on it and they just
0: put in words saying moose (laughs) (laughs) okay look so this is the most common description as of what this is people this is what all the experts say but i don't really believe the experts because guess what you know what the experts also said the experts also said that we weren't studying ufos forever and guess what we have been Mm -hmm. so i don't really believe them but you know i think that this is a cheap shot Right. I think it is as well. I think this is a cheap shot. I don't think a baby moose, just like I didn't think the fucking sandhill crane was the mothman. I if you know what if they told it, if, if they came
1: out and said we had a chimpanzee escape from the, the zoo and it's hairless, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe <laughs> I am I am that with than a that.
0: moose. I am not gonna believe that was a baby moose. Get, Get out, out of here. No way. Yeah, like if it have you seen like hairless chimps? No, but I could imagine it would look very similar to this. It does.
1: It. Yeah. I mean, they're a little buffer because they're you know they're ripped. Yeah. But how it like stands and how it's posing. Okay. It leads to that's why they say monkey. It's monkey like they think it's a monkey because the way they're standing, they're like you'll see in the pictures that they drew yeah. where the yeah they're they're on all fours and the four the front legs the forelegs the arms whatever you want to call them are longer. And they're kind of upright on that. Not upright on them standing up, but, like, when you imagine a monkey on all fours, that's exactly what it looks like. And yeah. I, I'm i more inclined to believe if someone said, "No, like, mass, the Boston Zoo, oh, we had a hairless chimp escape. I'd be
0: like, okay, that's believable. It, it lines up. It matches it. But yeah. a moose? A moose, no. And I'll, I'll post a picture of the baby moose, but, I mean... You, the okay, only look, feature that's even remotely similar is the, the, like the elongated head and the stance. Everything else doesn't really check out. The face doesn't really check out. The look of it doesn't really let, check let me, out.
1: Let me ask you this. Have you seen an animal at night yes. from 30 feet away? Yes. How In the headlights, so you have light on it. I think at night, 30 feet away with headlights on it, I can tell what most animals are. Even it's. A I don't. Moose? I don't think it's hard. I've seen coyotes with mange at night from like fifty feet away, and they look weird. But I can still tell that like that's a deformed coyote. Because it's not that's, a chupacabra. No, which is one of those things for that. But yeah, I think if they're closer, like you're driving at night and you see like a coyote, a dog, a cat, a bird in the light, like with your like headlights on it. I'm gonna be honest I think you one of the first things you can tell is that has fur that has hair that doesn't that's skinless right yeah I feel like that's fair So I don't understand how when they're saying oh it's a moose it's a baby moose but moose have f- hair like fur they they can tell that so I think it's I think that's a cheap excuse for what like an explanation
0: I agree. I agree. I'm just throwing it out the there. Dude. Even that's, what people, Massachusetts? that's what everyone says. Uh, I'm sure there are, there are meese, if you will, there, in Massachusetts. There, it's not me. <laughs> I hate that. Stop. I'm that. sure there are plenty of meese in that area, sir. But that's, that's one of the things. Do you, do you want me to bring up my last one that I have, or do you have something that you want to do first? No, bring it up. So this one is quite paranormal in my opinion. Have you ever heard of, and don't say yes, just say no, okay? yes. for the sake of surprising our audience right now. Have you ever heard of the Managishi? No. Have you though, actually? No. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so this is a creature that has talked about the Cree Indians of Eastern Canada. Okay. Ooh. Let me just give you a little description of them. Okay. Let me give you a little tiny description of them, because you're, you're not gonna you're not I'm gonna not believe, believe what I'm about this. to tell you. They're little people with round heads okay. and no noses, okay? Who only have one purpose in life: <gasps> to play jokes on travelers. Oh, they're little pranksters. These little creatures have long, spidery legs, arms with six fingered hands, Ooh. and they live between rocks in the rapids. Oh, does that sound similar? That does.
1: We're near a pond. Yes. There's rock, a stone wall. I believe I mentioned.
0: Yeah. At the start. Do you want to see artist renditions? Of I the do. Manigishi? I do. I do. Feast your eyes, sir, on okay. the greatest evidence I have ever brought to this podcast other than the Loveland Frogman.
1: Okay. Dallas is currently showing me a selfie. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Just kidding. That looks exactly like it. This is it right here. Here's a here's another one. All right. That is not a sketch. That is a managishi. That is a managishi. That is a managishi. Okay. I mean, there are sketches of a managishi, but these are completely unrelated to this topic. Now, but does this not look identical to what we're talking about? Yeah. Like honestly. It does. I will post these, and you compare these to this the sketches.
1: Now, you know what I like? I think the Native Americans have a lot of very cool stories. And I yeah. believe a lot of these stories, because they seem to be right about a lot of things.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they, they do.
1: They have, whenever we talk about some kind of cryptid in North America, we go, oh, the Native Americans have a name for this creature yeah they have this this and this they have names for skinwalkers they have names for bigfoot they have you know all of these cryptids they have names and stories for in their own like encounters and stuff and it's i like that
0: i really like that i do too and i think i really i mean number one the native american people have done a good job of like preserving you know, history, preserving their, their history through stories and yeah. storytelling. And it's, it's honestly awesome. It is. I can imagine it would have been, you know, awesome to be, I guess, hearing these stories firsthand from those people at those times. But I think it, you're, you have a great point that they do somehow have stories from a, so long ago that literally line up with exactly what these people are saying. Yeah. And I doubt in the 1970s that anyone was concerned with what Cree Indians of Eastern Canada were talking about, not to disrespect them, but I'm just saying, yeah, well, well it's, it's just real.
1: In you're a 14 year old kid, a 17 year old kid, an 18 year old kid. You're not concerning yourself with native American stories. No, that have been passed down in their generations. If you're not native American, you're not going to think about these stories. You're not going to hear these stories. So when it comes and you're just describing what you saw and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, this, uh, this lines up with what some native American tribes have seen. And in the past, and they have stories about encounters
0: with them. I think I like that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I, I love the fact that this is so similar to, what this thing appears to be in the stories um do you have any do you have any other thoughts do you have anything else that you wanted to bring up i know we kind of we've kind of talked about a lot of random things but okay so let me ask you
1: a question okay and the same question we posed in the flatwood monster case okay do you think this is a cryptid or an alien yeah that's a good question.
0: um so, I would say prior to finding that uh, Native American, Native American um, story about the Managishis, I would have thought for sure Shuin Alien Grey. For okay. sure. But after doing some research on the Managishi and then going through some of the pictures and and, and the artist renditions, I ta- dude, that is straight up what this is. Like, there's no doubt in mind. yeah. Line. So, you know, if we're going to say that there are real cryptids of some nature, I would say that this would probably be up there.
1: I'm more inclined to believe it's an alien. Really? But yeah. who's to
0: say a cryptid is not an alien, right? Yeah, but that's a bigger question. Sure. We're not and you know what? Tackling. You're right. We're not going to tackle that. I like that. I think that that's also a fair, I think that's a fair thing to believe.
1: Because I, I mean, let's be real. Who's You see stories from Native Americans or ancient Egypt and other places in the world. They create stories for things they cannot explain.
0: Yes, it's it's that frame of reference thing where you know they don't under, they have they no idea they can't comprehend how to explain what if, they're seeing
1: if they see like you know there's all these things about the Egyptian hieroglyphs and the Egyptian stories where they describe people like the gods ascending from the sky. Who's to say that that is not an alien coming down to Earth and that's the only way they can describe it because that's the only way they comprehend it? Yeah. So. Who's to say that the Native Americans, when they first started talking about the Managishi, is it's an alien that they saw walking around and they're like, it's playing tricks on us. Because they see it, then they don't see it, and then they, you know, all of these things. I think it it resembles too much of an alien gray and the similar stories to how the Flatwoods Monster was seen for a very short period of time. Yeah. And then it hasn't been seen again to believe it was an alien because i think if it was a cryptid like on the ground boots on the ground kind of cryptid
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i
1: think it you'd My have more card. more sightings over the last 50 years from the 70s to now i think that's fair
0: i i mean obviously i could see that i could see that if we're saying any of this is real which is we're going out on a limb to say that anyway maybe and i'm not saying it is real. It. i'm just stating i guess that is a fair point to me i think that's a fair thing to say
1: yeah that's where my thoughts are.
0: Yeah i I liked this one, man. This was a good one. No. Good, good suggestion you had there.
1: Thank you, thank
0: you. But once again, guys, um, we love we love the support that we're getting from you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. Yes. Thank you for those that have sent the emails in. Thank yeah. you for any you know sort of good criticism, maybe even sharing us on your instagram stories that's oh, yeah. much, appreciated, much appreciated
1: guys if you have suggestions for episodes that you want to hear about send us an email we'll look into it as long as it's not too inappropriate yes because some people keep
0: requesting very inappropriate things yes and we can't cover that we have um some child <laughs> years listening and i just as, won't be that as long gonna.
1: as it's <laughs> as long as it's not super super inappropriate yeah. we'll definitely look into it and possibly do it and we'll give you a shout out because you recommended it of course of course So that wraps it up for today. Thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate it all and have a great paranormal day. Have a great, awesome,
0: amazing paranormal day.